Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of the month. And you know what that means? Yep, you guessed it again. You guys are so good at this. Dr. Alessandra Duke has returned and she's back in Florida from Washington, actually. And Sunny, well, she's made her way west into Wyoming. So join them for adventure updates and a conversation on trusting the universe, even when things get weird. And you don't even know the why just yet. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday of the month, which means I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by... Oh, <laughs> that's you. Dr. Alessandra Duke, here I am. This is just, I think this sets the tone for how we both totally. Okay, so uh, Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources. It will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com, or you can find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And just a quick disclaimer for our Petaluma folks that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteers, staff, or underwriters. Uh, quick housekeeping. My website is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And Alessandra, yours? Yes, my website is alessandraduke.com. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so. I got that down. I got that down. Did you see that? I didn't yeah. miss a beat with that one. <laughs> well, to be fair, I feel like it was either last month or the month before I like was totally off my game. And so my cues were not what they normally are when we like <laughs> introduce and, you know, go back and forth at yes. intro portion of the show anyway. So we're even now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nothing like getting even on live radio you know i feel like as a producer i've failed though trying to wrangle all my talent all my talent and their personalities but i'm we're doing okay we're doing okay yeah your talent is out of control Betty. right like, um, get them in line start the show oh, over again maybe no yeah. I'm just kidding. we're leaving that in by the way we're leaving yeah, it in yeah awesome we'll leave it well, speaking of Benny, how are you? What's going on in Seattle? Ah, doing very well. It's a little overcast. We kind of needed it. Been hazy all week long, so get rid of that smoke. And uh, I'm headed over to Eastern Washington for a little R and R. That's gonna be good. Um, and then next oh, week, oh, that's right. Well, no, actually, it's gonna be two weeks in a row. This week is just typical weekend stuff. But then next weekend's my uh, trip to uh, Montana. Right. Amazing. Oh, we're gonna be in Montana at the same time. It looks Wait, like. Wait, what? Well, no, really? No, no. Oh, what? Oh, no, no. you teased we me. Won't be in Mont- I'm sorry, Benny. I'm like, I'm thinking. Oh, we're gonna be there next week. No, no, no. We have like a whole week in Jackson. Anyway, sorry, but we will be there shortly after you. See what she did there, Doctor Alessandra? Just like <laughs> totally psyched me up and then crushed me. <laughs> uh, oh wait. No, that's oh okay. no, that was Sunny crushing you. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's no, okay. It's not. I think we're having a little <laughs> okay, bit we're of. We're all confused uh, at this point. No, no. I mean, I'm going to Montana. She's in Wyoming, yeah. right? And you're in Florida. Yeah. Okay, we've got yes. that. The triangulations <laughs> are all coming together. 
But then yeah. Sunny's saying she may be in Montana, but that's a no, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, yes, mm. we will be, but it won't be next week at the same time you're there. I think okay. it will be at the tail end of August. So anyway, sorry to miss you. I'll leave yeah. a calling card. I'll leave a calling card. It's fine. Yeah, I had to miss Benny too on my most recent, you know, trip to Seattle. I had, I thought I had like big plans, you know. I was like, oh yeah, I'll stop at the studio. I'll see Benny. And that bigger than happen. seeing Benny, it's understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding. So sorry, that's okay. You were missed. You had a lot on your plate, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next time, okay. Yeah. Next time, you got it. It's on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess then that's speaking of which, Alessandra, so you were back in Florida. I was thinking, I feel like we have had less contact than even usual because, oh, yes. yeah, we've been in, I, I really have just stepped back from so much in terms of communication and email and texting uh -huh. and things like that, sometimes uh -huh. just out of necessity. Um, but I know you were busy in Washington and then we've been uh -huh. busy just traveling across through some more remote areas in South Dakota and now Wyoming. Um, gosh, I was thinking about when we last um, joined each other on the airwaves uh, for a first Friday, we had just, we, we were in Michigan like right around July yes. 4th. Yeah. This seems like a lifetime ago. Um, and since that time, we have gone through Wisconsin, stayed on the beautiful island of Madeline Island. I didn't even know mm. there this whole like, um, uh, I think there's 16, 20 some odd uh, islands that make up the Apostle Islands off the coast of Wisconsin, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Mm. Um, and then through Minnesota and then, North Dakota and then South Dakota, and we are currently in Wyoming. So um, I know mm. a lot has happened for us since the last yes. first Friday. I'm but so curious because yeah, usually we do have kind of a catch up, and you know, some point between our shows, and this time not at all. So right. It's like it's a mystery to me what you've been doing, you know, it, and I like that you like I was texting you yesterday. You've literally been off off the grid. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And on that note, I will go ahead and make the announcement now and then I will um, do my best to remember saying it again at the end of the show. But I mean, as people who have listened to the show regularly know this summer, there have been some times when my Wi-Fi has been spotty and we've done a, a rebroadcast here and there um, out of necessity or just depending on what's going on with this trip. Um, but I think you and I are both um, taking a really slow, gentle time in August. I mean, stepping back from as mm -hmm. much as possible. So we're, um, I know we're planning to do first Friday um, in August, obviously this is mm -hmm. first Friday of August. 6th. In August. Yes, it is. Okay. But <laughs> we're for planning to do it and we are doing it. We are doing it. You I'm nailed right it. Now. Crushed it. You <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> we, we're nailing yeah, there we go. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> but for the final three weeks of August, I am, I, you know, you and I, and we can go into this a little bit more, but I'd ask if you maybe wanted to do guest hosting for the month of August, um, uh -huh. because we're going to be in some even more remote areas like Yellowstone and the Tetons and uh, Glacier National Park, those kind of things. So um, I am going to do I think what I've decided to do, just so everybody's aware, um, and I'm, Benny, we maybe can make a little intro for this, but for the final three shows of, or the second, third, and fourth week of August, the sh shows, um, I want to do a rebroadcast of maybe some of my 
favorite guest, and I don't want to say it's so hard to pick a favorite, but maybe guests that I've been most honored to have had on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like Anita Morjani and Neil Donald Walsh, that kind of thing. Um, so I may just do rebroadcast of, for those final three weeks of August. Um, so people know we'll be back live again for first Friday in September, but, um, Mm -hmm. you and I are both going to take a little bit of time off in August, um, officially, not just <laughs> me by the seat of my pants when the right. Wi-Fi is not working at a campground. <laughs> right. We're planning it. I'm calling it right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be a rebroadcast month other than today. So yeah. Anyway. And that's actually like a pretty radical act for both of us to just mm-hmm. declare, I need a little bit more ease and spaciousness right now, you know? And I think we've both just been such yeah doers in our lives like no we can do this you know even if a lot is going on and so um so it's been it's been fun to be in that with you and really figuring out like okay how do we want to go about this and what if we both need time and space and so I'm I'm proud of us and yeah I, I like doing things like that because I find that you know my clients and students it's like they need they often are feeling that need for permission to take time to themselves as well. Right. So it's like, if we, if we can be doing that, you know, I think, yeah. I think it's way to go us is basically yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad, you know, because we've gone back and forth on maybe you would want to guest host or not. And I just love right. when you, you messaged me and just said, you know what I need, I need August to step back. And I thought I yes. totally get it. You and me both, man. Yes. Yes. So, yes. well, I don't even know where we want to begin because I know maybe I do want to preface this by saying you and I were, we just had texted once like last night. And I think you and I are both feeling like there's a, there's a reason we want to take August off. We're both mm-hmm. feeling like a little bit like, um, I think the way you put it in a funk and I thought I, I can totally relate to that. I have been an emotional mess this week. Um, so I will say, um, well, not only, I know there's some planetary things, some transits going on that Absolutely. could also yes. be creating an energetic container for that to maybe be a little bit more, um, exacerbated or whatever than usual. Um, but that it made me think when you and I were talking about, you know, I don't even know what's going on with you right now. Mm-hmm. So when we're, uh, navigating this live on air, um, it made me think of Brene Brown <laughs> and, and how she talks about, not only does she not share, I mean, her whole thing, not her whole thing. One of her primary things is vulnerability and not yeah. feeling shame and around being vulnerable, et cetera. Um, and, and she talks about how, well, yeah, she is a very vulnerable person, but she doesn't share things in the midst of while they're happening. She has a small support system that mm-hmm. she goes to, to process and to heal. And then when she's mm-hmm. healed, she will share the nuggets that she gleaned from it or the hardship that might inspire someone else. Um, so there's that where I think, you know, I don't want to talk about anything that does, that feels a little too raw. Um, right. Um, and we also want to, you know, Brene Brown talks about sharing with people who, um, you, I think the way she puts it is maybe have earned the right to hear your story. Yes. So I don't know that that really applies here necessarily. Cause you know, our listeners have been a part for the journey, but <laughs> just the whole part about like, you know, you don't have to share a story until you're ready, until it's healed. And you don't have to share it with the whole world. If you don't mm-hmm. want to, um, mm-hmm. you can, you know, use your discernment to share with the folks who will not, will hold your heart gently, basically when you yes. share things that are vulnerable. So, um, anyway, 
anyway, with that prefacing our show, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where you want to begin. Like, cause I know you just got back to Florida from mm-hmm. a time in Washington. We have been hauling across the country quite literally. So we've yeah. made a lot of progress. So anyway, uh, where to begin? Well, Alexander? I guess, I guess the thought that I'm having is it's really so seldom that I hear you say, things like I've just been an emotional mess. Right. And, <laughs> right. and I think that that's really important for people to hear, because I think a lot of times when you're in, you know, you're, you're in the coaching industry or something like that. Right. And you, and I think that you do so much great personal work that it's like, um, one could maybe get the idea that like, Oh, like Sunny's always happy and sunny, sunny always figures it out sunny is always sunny i mean and and really overall that name is very fitting for you i love that for you um but i guess it makes me curious like could the jumping off point be can you give us within you know within whatever you're kind of comfortable with just an idea like a, a peek into what's been causing kind of the emotional the emotional messiness for you lately what's happening with you Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd be happy to share. Um, so we have, we pulled away from Petaluma in mid April. So we've been on the road, um, over, I guess a little over three months and we set out not knowing how long we would be on the road again, not having, you know, having sold our house in Seattle in 2020 gave up the rental in Petaluma in March. And, um, so we don't have like something to go back to other than where we feel Mm -hmm. called. And again, I'm going to reapply to divinity school, but we're just kind of in this liminal or interim period. Um, And so sometimes feeling that ungrounded, it's, I feel like our culture places such an emphasis on that linear growth that we've talked about it on previous shows recently or previous first Fridays, but it's this, okay. Um, where are we going? How much longer are we going to be out here? Um, so I have a general idea. Um, we're going to go through Wyoming and then Montana and go visit friends and family in, in the Pacific Northwest, and then probably head back down to Petaluma. But there's this, this, there's a feeling on one hand that this is such an unique, special time in our life that we have chosen to do this. Um, just take a, take a sabbatical from everything and set off on the road indefinitely. Um, so there's this, you know, that call to adventure and the, the gratitude for being able to do this right now. And then on still holding in the same, well, I guess I've gotten one hand that the call to adventure and then the other hand, this, what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) should you be planting somewhere? Where are you going next? How long are you going to be there? How long will this go on? Is that coming from other people or internally? That's a good question. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a part of me that misses having the, the, the routine of um, like Petaluma is a perfect example. I had my running in the Hills on the certain days of the week Mm -hmm. and I had my, it really, it, it supported my spiritual practice so that it supported all the other aspects of my life. And this has been so up in the air. It's kind of um, what's, I guess, discombobulating. Um, if that's a word. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I, there's a part of me that craves going back to a routine, um, in a, and having 
just, you know, sharing 25 feet of space in an Airstream with Movi the puppy who has gotten even bigger since we have <laughs> picked her up in Santa Fe and the two kitties and, um, you know, not the, the undependable Wi-Fi situation and sometimes dry camping in state parks and all the things like there's a certain discomfort that comes with that. It can be very good for growth and, you know, your brain not getting in ruts, but at the same time, there's a part of me that craves the comfort of routine and having a, a, a nice arranged space that's orderly <laughs> and mm-hmm. spacious. Yes. So mm-hmm. there's that. And then the other thing is, I mean, there's, and it's Movi is like this, this duality or this paradox too, because we don't have children and I, I don't, for those folks who do have children, I I just don't have a frame of reference, but from what I've heard my girlfriend say that when you have a child, particularly if you don't have care, help with the child, whether that's through family or professional, you know, support through a nanny or something like that, that, you know, your sleep is really disrupted. Your routines are disrupted. So many things revolve around the child then. And I feel like with Movi, particularly in this space with our life like this, my life is upside down. Like my sleep is not the same. She is like got a sort of whole different schedule. And sometimes when your sleep is disrupted, that can make you a, well, not for me anyway, it definitely can be challenging, (laughs) you know, which we're getting plenty of rest, but it's just, it's on Movi's terms. Mm -hmm. So many it's not like we can't do the tough love thing like I'm used to doing <laughs> with having training another dog when you have space where, but when you're in a campground and windows are open and a dog starts to bark, you have to be so, well, I <laughs> want to be so um, conscious of our neighbors. And so I'm mm-hmm. immediately attending to her, which means, you know, I may have to walk her at 445 in the morning if she just cannot settle or <laughs> that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. And yeah. then put on top of that. Um, so this is interesting. And I think there is a, like, um, I, there's an exercise I want to share around this. So, um, the third component of this is we have been hiking so much because of Movi, which is awesome. We are seeing state parks and things that we probably would not normally see if it were just the two of us and the kitties. Um, but Movi to, to rest well and to really be, uh, you know, not losing her mind with energy, puppy energy, and particularly her breed, which is like half Mm -hmm. Belgian Malinois, half German shepherd, as far as we can tell, both very high energy need a lot of, a lot of structure, need a lot of activities and like to be challenged, you know, have a job, that kind of thing. Um, anyway, we need to hike, like we're hiking anywhere from five to eight miles a day. Um, just to keep her, you know, on an even keel. Well, I don't know my that's hiking has not been my form of exercise. And so I think you're, I'm using different muscles than what my body is Mm -hmm. used to. And I have this like on my right side, right where my hip bones meet my spine. I don't know, somewhere right in there, there's like a little bit of pain. Um, and that happens when I walk and I hike now. And so I've been noticing Mm -hmm. that. And so that is kind of, unusual for me. And then on top of that, we were hiking earlier this week and, um, we dropped Movi's leash to let her get in the water and she got a little feisty. And so she's not great off leash yet. So we're very careful about only dropping the leash to let her swim or to let her run zoomies in a circle in a very Mm -hmm. safe environment. 
Well, she was getting a little feisty. And so I was trying to grab her leash and I was squatted down by the water. She runs by me. I go to grab the leash and she basically like, is that a full sprint? So when I grab the leash, she turns me in a full circle, but my right foot stayed planted Ooh. <laughs> and I heard a pop and my ankle was just like, you know, you get, I've only had this one time when I broke a bone, but you immediately get nauseous because something Mm -hmm. is happening in your body Mm -hmm. that's a little shocking and I immediately got nauseous and I thought oh my gosh what did I just do so anyway I sprained my ankle it's it's fine I think it's only like a category two it's it's bruised it's swollen and it's painful but I can walk it's it's getting better every day but like you put that on top of everything else and I I'm not used to not having my body at a hundred percent you know where I can I feel very grateful, but that, you know, when I want to call upon my body to do physical activity, it's always been there. And so Mm -hmm. to have these little physical issues going on, I'm, it makes me like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, So what I will say, if anyone else out there is experiencing this, one of the things that I did this week, um, because we've been working on it in Soul Digger, um, was this, it's an exercise called body channeling. And the idea is that with that, you know, sometimes when you get an ear infection, it's just an ear infection, but sometimes if you get an ear infection, it could be a little message that you're not listening to something like a message or a sign. Um, so in the spirit of that, you know, I think sometimes things are just physical in our body, but sometimes our body is a way that our soul uses to speak to us. It sends us messages. And so I like to think of these things that are, you know, if the, if the universe of things are happening, not only for us, but through us Mm. and through us, through our physical body, through our energy body, through our emotional body, all of those things, maybe there's a message here for me. And it's all happened on my right side of my body, which is yeah. generally associated with the masculine and the kind of action oriented do, do, do. Um, and so I thought, isn't that interesting that everything's kind of on my right side. And then um, with the body channeling exercise, you know, you're basically asking the body um, with the idea that everything that's happening is a benevolent messenger. And maybe there's something in there for one to learn or to, to get a message from. And so you, go to the part of the body that is, you know, in discomfort or is tense, uh, is in pain or whatever is happening. Just even if it's just an area you just feel drawn to and you basically become that part of the body, um, Mm -hmm. like an actor taking on a role. And it's, it sometimes can be easier to do it with a partner because they can prompt you so that you're not, you know, switching back and forth from, Mm -hmm writing to asking questions of yourself, but basically you could, um, you ask, um, you ask this part of the body as you are pretending to be it, you know, give me three adjectives to describe yourself. And so if it was for me, I dropped into my ankle and I was like, my ankle, what am I? I'm, Mm. I am, I'm, um, I'm angry. I'm inflamed. I'm red, something like that. And then the second question that you ask, you know, what is your purpose or how are you here to help? And the, you know, the answer might be, for example, in my case, you know, I'm here to get your attention. And then I say, okay, the third question is what helpful messages do you have? And the mm. message that I got loud and clear was rest. And I'm like, are you kidding? Yes. I have already been three months sabbatical. We're out of the road <laughs> now. Now, granted, it hasn't been always the most restful, relaxing, because I'm still working a couple of days a week. And um, Movi, of course, is d- dictating a lot more activity for us, but rest. And I thought, okay, so I have to listen to that. 
anyway, so, um, yeah. So if, if you're yeah. out there listening and you're having, you know, a physical issue of some sort, you can become that, that issue, that body part and say, Hey, uh, become it. You know, what are you here to, what do, what do you need me to know? What are you, mm-hmm. what are you here to tell me type of a thing? Um, so anyway, you ask why I'm emotional. So those are the, those are the, it's like a collision of all these things coming to a head this week. And you ask earlier, is it me that's kind of feeling the questions of what's yeah. going on or is it internal? There's that internal resistance of the discomfort versus wanting to be, have structure and comfort of a regular place. But I would say it's also questions. Cause there, I, there are a few people in my life who will, you know, a little bit confused by this choice of what we're doing and, mm-hmm. whoa, what's the plan now? What's the, what, what, what's plan? What's the plan? And that immediately <laughs> triggers that, you know, human mind that, that says, well, what is the plan? So yes. yeah, a little bit internal, a little external. And that was my monologue for what's going on with me. <laughs> yes. I love it. And thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting, even as you're, you know, we've talked about this when I was on my own adventure, but those I'm always curious when the brain starts going in terms of like, is that external voices? Is that coming from, you know, what I call like within the house, right? Because when you're doing these things that are sort of atypical for our society, you do get lots of questions like that. And I know I got those myself when I was, you know, on my own journey across the country and trying to figure it out is, you know, and that's so, so much a projection of other people's discomfort, right? Like they are uncomfortable (laughs) with not knowing where you're going to be, or they would feel uncomfortable with not knowing where they are. And so of course there's a little bit of that frenetic energy, like, have you figured it out? What's next? What's coming? What's going to happen? Right. And so I think whenever, you know, I, I guess I offer this you know, for anyone trying to take a new risk or try a new thing or try a new relationship or whatever it is. It's like when you hear those voices coming at you to really try your best, of course, you can look within and see, you know, is any, are any of these parts, you know, do I need to check in with myself on any of these parts? But a lot of it is going to be a lot of noise and projection about other people's discomfort, you know? So, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I totally get that. And, um, Yeah. So anyway, that's where we are. And actually I'm coming to you today from Savory, Wyoming. And it's funny, this is just another one of those, um, you know, every Monday we do Miracle Monday and Soul Digger that we post in our little Facebook group about the miracles, the serendipities, the synchronicities that have happened. And, you know, amidst all the things, juggling all this human stuff, there are still these wonderful little moments where you just, the universe is winking at you. And I planned out this portion of our trip like several weeks ago. And, um, we are at, we're, we're staying at an active, like it's ladder livestock in savory Wyoming. It is really in the middle of nowhere for the three hour drive yesterday. We did not have cell service. Um, but maybe like a little blip here and there at like a gas station at a four-way stop, maybe we'd get 3G or something. Um, we, for the final hour of this trip, had no coverage whatsoever. And I just, all I had was directions to this ranch. And I'm thinking, I plan to be here for a Friday because 
it's a harvest host thing. You know, that membership that we're a part of that you can stay mm-hmm. at wineries, breweries. They also have a lot of working farms on that list as well. And I'm just shaking my head going, why did I plan this place? We are in the middle of nowhere. We don't even have cell coverage. <laughs> there is no way the Wi-Fi they listed on their, their like amenities list is actually going to work. How do they <laughs> even get Wi-Fi? I don't even know where we are. And we pull in and this like seven-year-old little boy comes out to greet us. Like, and there are, you know, dogs barking and there are cows and horses and everything. <laughs> I don't see an adult in sight. Like, and the little boy directs us to a house around back where an 11 year old girl comes out of a house, jumps in an ATV, drives us down to this barn and this <laughs> remote area of the property. And I just, I'm like shaking my head going, we're going to have to drive away at 7am tomorrow to get to somewhere with Wi-Fi." And I asked her, she said, oh, you can park over there by the barn. Um, no, you know, there's no water, no electricity for us to plug into. And I'm just going, what is happening? And I said, you know, your listing said Wi-Fi. And she goes, oh yeah, it's this network with this password. We get on it. It is just about the strongest Wi-Fi we've had in like the last, like, and I just was like, Chase and I just both looked up at the sky and just went, okay, universe, thanks. Like this is right. it just thank you that this is working seamlessly. So I'm sitting here that we're in the most beautiful little in between a valley in between these mountains and the, the horses, they were driving the horses to and from the pasture this morning. And they all went trotting by this huge herd of horses with border mm. collies directing them. Like it is the most peaceful, wonderful oh, thing. So yes. Amidst all the chaos, the universe continues to, you know, there are these little beautiful winks and beautiful synchronicities that are happening, uh, you know, to, to keep, it just feels like the path is still lit up before us where we're headed. Um, even mm-hmm. when the human stuff gets emotional or hard or confusing, or, you know, kind of the theme of the show today, like you just don't know the why yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just keep yes. moving forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like trying to sit with sometimes it's not always for you to know the why just yet. That's not the point. Right. But I think our yeah. human mind is like, yeah, but why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. Okay. There's some gift in this or there's something to learn, but like, why is this happening? Right. What, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say one final thing else under, before we turn to you is that, um, I think, I don't know why this is because I normally don't pay much attention to age, but, um, for the last several weeks, I've been thinking a lot about, oh my gosh, I am 44 years old and, oh, what going back to school and all these things for some reason um for the first time in a while i've thought about my age as Mm. it being like oh and that is very unlike me and i think Mm. it has to do with things we talked about on last month's first friday about you know um some of my peers who have gotten plugged in in their early twenties and have been in the same field or the same company or the same firm or whatever it is, they're going on 15, 20 years now. And they are, they, you know, they've got their feet under them. And, and I, you know, in terms of their personal life and th- their level of happiness and their well being, I'm not speaking to that. I'm speaking specifically of the metric of, you know, um, being established in a career and right. things really mm-hmm flowing for them in that way. And I think it, for me to have switched horses midstream, so to speak, since we're in Wyoming and there are horses everywhere, um, <laughs> you know, I've switched, I've switched horses several times. And so there's that, that human fear, I think that sometimes comes in that says you, you cannot make up the ground that you have lost by switching horses, which is so not true. It's not mm, true at all. Uh-uh. No. And sure enough, um, a friend just hadn't, I'm, 
posted something. I oh God, who was that? Anyway, I can't remember who it was, but it was this wonderful post about this gentleman who'd gone back to school in his forties and had gotten a PhD. I think he got his PhD right before he turned 50, got his dream job. Finally, when he was 51 or 52, wrote his first book when he was 54. And I think as of the time of the post, he was like in his late fifties. And, and it just, it was so funny to me because it was so perfectly timed because it was like, don't ever, ever think that, that, you things are too late or you're too old or any of that. This is something I tell my clients all the time. I always, a homework assignment I've given many times is go out and show me all the people who have had the most amazing careers starting mm-hmm. or, or inspirations or, or inventions when they are beyond 50. And it's so funny, the stories you can come up with. And Louise Hay is always the first that comes to mind. She founded Hay House when she was in her sixties and look at what she did yeah. with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm sharing that too, because I thought, oh, that was just another little like uh, blessing to have to see that post and be reminded. It does not matter if what you're doing does not look like what other people are doing or how other people are doing it. What you, everybody's on their own unique souls, blueprint, timetable path. So anywho. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. My well, turn to shut just, up. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, I had someone pull, it's kind of like a tarot card, um, but it is uh, this statement that came up for me where maybe um, like a trigger statement might be, I can't get anything right, or my timing is all off. And the actual Mm -hmm. true statement is, I am in divine time. Oh, yeah. Right. I am in divine time. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about that in terms of timing of things and life and relationship, whatever it is, right? We hear this from spiritual teachers that we adore. And so I think it's really important to hold on to that when those thoughts are creeping in, like, whatever this is. I'm, I'm, my timing is perfect. I'm on, I'm on divine time. Yeah. And I, I have done so many check-ins internally. I mean, that same internal compass, that body compass that I used to navigate myself out of my marriage and my old life in 2011, Mm -hmm. um, that feeling of when I envisioned moving forward into the unknown, I felt a sense of openness in my chest, a sense of freedom in my soul, a sense of my body relaxed at that. Mm -hmm. And the thought of staying put, I clenched, I contracted. And so I knew it wasn't right. And the same thing here, it, it, it makes no sense to my human perhaps, but when I envision trying to plant or go backwards, I clench up and get tight. But when I envision continuing to move forward in this unknown that we're in, I'm like, oh, I can't argue with the way my body reacts. And I know that's my soul speaking to me through my body. So here we go. We're just continuing forward into the unknown. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And trusting. I mean, it's all unfolding perfectly, just as it should, even if we can't see why, right? Even if we are in the part of the adventure where it feels like, a dark hallway and you cannot find the light switch. Yeah. It is all happening perfectly. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, this is let's switch. Let's get some updates from you since I've been monopolizing yeah. the, the show so far. Um, you just got back monopolizing so much as sharing and answering (laughs) questions. Okay. Yes. And I've had a lot more monologue than you asking Mm. questions. So anyway, um, you just got back from Washington and there were some some highs and there were some lows and I have no idea even what they were, what they were about. So what can you say about what's going on with you? (laughs) Yes. So, you know, what I can say at this point is, you know, it was really interesting. I had this experience of you know, sort of things, 
things kind of lining up for me and feeling, you know, a little bit like an invitation, sort of like from Washington, just like, come on yeah. back, right? Like, <laughs> here's a here's a little romance, here's a place to stay, here's a car to drive, you know, it just felt like, oh, yes, okay, yeah. let me sign me up, right? Yeah. And so I go there and, you know, and then um, it's interesting, you know, what you said about like the sort of divine, the, the little winks, right? And so... Yeah. Uh, it felt like I got there and just sort of immediately it, it started to feel just kind of this comedy of errors. You know, I had, I arrived in the, in the exact weekend of their major heat wave where it was something like 110 degrees or whatever. And, you know, Seattle is not one of those cities where it's air conditioned very much because you just don't need it most of the year. Right. So that was just, so I sort of arrived with that timing and then it just felt like there was kind of little, um, this is, there's a lot of that trip that I'm still trying to process in terms of like, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking issue with the divine right now. <laughs> it's what is happening. And I think probably a lot of listeners has, have felt this too, but what I received after, you know, getting such a warm invitation to go there was not yeah. a very warm welcome once I got there. And so <laughs> it felt like, you know, I had some different, indi- there was a little bit of me um, interacting with a former community that I used to be involved in and, you know, some sort of uh, different characters from my past that kind of resurfaced, which I thought was interesting because the way that um, I, I'm, not an astrologer, but I do know, you know, just from listening to Tosha Silver's readings and everything in the forum that, you know, where we are sort of on a planetary basis is, you know, she's even said, don't be shocked right now. If things kind of resurface from the past, right. Things that need to be healed or things that need to end or whatever it is. And those most certainly came to the surface and there was a lot of my, um, you know, parts of a, you know, painful parts of the past, a former relationship, all these things kind of surfaced up. And I think we're asking to (laughs) either be healed or to serve as a block for me to never return to the state of Washington. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to sort that out and, you know, trying to, hold that wow it it felt like I think everyone feels this um you know I'm not going to go into detail yet because it's not processed but um I think everybody can feel this time in their life where that's that saying like when it rains it pours where it just feels like kind of everything is coming at you at once and I honestly haven't it's it's been years since I've had this kind of level of whoa wow, a lo- like all of these different people and opinions and things going wrong and left and right and all of this. So it's, it's been an exhausting last five weeks for me. Um, yeah. But also looking at these really, um, there were so many, um, like I look back on my journal entries and things like that in terms of what I was really desiring um, and what I had desired, especially in terms of this, you know, new little romance that I have going on, you know, that had been something that was just in my mind space of like, Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if we also got to do this or experience this? And, you know, I look back on my journal entries that had so much about this person. Yeah. And when it came to that particular person, that was one giant wink from the universe. If oh. I'm just looking at that and I look back at these desires and I think, wow, 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 wow. 
all of these wonderful, beautiful things that I got to experience with this human. Mm-hmm. And then all of these beautiful little experiences, you know, with the, you know, dragonflies as my special spiritual um, animal that, you know, for me represents a visit from my father who has passed. Um, but, you know, seeing those at particular times at really awkward times when I was struggling or getting to have such positive interactions with, you know, some of my, you know, friends and community there and um, the comfort of really, you know, I've been in Florida, so everything is new for me here. I, I, I mean, I have to Google map myself back home pretty much every day. <laughs> I don't know where I am. And, you know, to be somewhere familiar where um, my body could at least have some ease and like, I know where I'm going. You know, I know how yeah. to get to this or that place or, you know, back to where I'm staying. And part of that felt really good and really nourishing for me. And there were parts of being, you know, with this person that felt incredibly um, nourishing in ways that were a really nice surprise and holding that, wow, I feel absolutely like I got run over. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, it's just been, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. And for me right time, right now, it, it seems like there's a lot circling in my orbit in terms of relationship dynamics and not just, you know, a romantic relationship or interest, but, you know, also things, you know, coming up with my family and things coming up with a friend, you know, our friends and things. So I feel right in the middle of this, um, uh, it's almost like this, this, I just get this visual, almost like this solar system kind of spinning around me, but really, really, really fast, like kind Mm -hmm. of Tasmanian devil kind of thing, Mm -hmm. or like I've been in a washing machine (laughs) for (laughs) like, and somebody forgot to stop the cycle. Um, and And so that's a little bit about, you know, um, how I've been feeling. And, you know, part of me wonders, you know, um, after the long adventure and, and situating myself in, in Florida and, you know, getting to really know myself more and, and grow stronger in my relationship with myself and with the divine, I find that it's interesting, you know, right at that moment to have the, a, such a big, what felt like a giant test. And I yeah. can't really tell if the divine is like, you know, you just, like just checking making sure that you love yourself despite what these people are saying or what you're hearing here and making sure that you trust me despite feeling like I'm running you over. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm curious about your thoughts about that. I know you have some. Uh, No, actually I'm just enjoying the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, and I, yeah, it just, it was really interesting because I also, you know, the things that I did go there with, you know, some trust that, um, that had come in my adventure over time, over the, you know, over this last year, which I cannot believe it's now officially been a year and some change since I drove out of my former life in Bellingham, Washington, which I just cannot believe. Um, but you know, I remember in the very beginnings of that feeling like, Ooh, where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? Where am I going to live? What's going to happen? And just being so just stuck in that kind of human mind of worry and hemming and hawing and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to go there and, and just trusting at least for that, what, what I had just gotten so well-versed in trusting the divine that the right thing will, you know, the right thing will open up. And that just was like, you know, the universe was like, Oh, 
sure. Yeah. You want to stay here? Absolutely. This opened up, this opened up. You want to use this car? That's great. That's great. But there was this whole other whirlwind occurring. So it's just, yeah. it's just holding both. Right. And I think we all have those times. Yeah, I agree. It makes me think of this blog piece that Martha Beck wrote. It was years ago, but I Google it every so often. It's still up on our website um, to send to a client. And it's, I think it's called The Last Temptation of You. And it's- Yes, I remember you talking about this. Yes, say it it again. Oh yeah, yeah. But she's just saying uh, from a spiritual perspective, sometimes when we commit to being a certain way or making a change, let's just use a, a more- mundane example of, I think this is one that she uses in the piece, but um, of someone who um, quits a job that feels like it's just crushing their soul to do something a little bit more meaningful to them. And right when they are ready to launch their new business, they get, this was an actual client example, I think from her world actually, but get an offer, like the offer you cannot refuse back in corporate life in a competitor company. And she was just saying, you know, when we make these commitments to ourself, to our soul, to the divine, that we are going to um, move in a certain direction or be a certain way, mm. every once in a while we get these nice little checks that are like, you sure? Because yes. there's this thing over here that looks pretty shiny. You want to go back to the old <laughs> yeah. way? You want to go? <laughs> you want to go back to the old job? That kind yes. of thing. And it's, it's yeah, the last temptation of you before you really. It's just, it's like, it's like the exam at the end of a semester that just seals it in and then you pass and you go on. I mean, not that Uh life is that simple, Uh Um, but yeah, it just, you did, you spent the last year building a trust muscle like I have not seen before Uh Uh (laughs) and you kept pushing further and further levels of discomfort, which the more that you put yourself out there to be able to trust, the more you can be rewarded. And so now here you are putting all this into practice and Mm -hmm. in your very real life that is, you know, that, that you're now living uh, mainly in Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is funny. I also think, you know, if you had any doubts or questions about Florida versus Washington, (laughs) (laughs) one gift in this may be (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know that Washington, that chapter is closed at least. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it feels like there is, you know, it's, it's, um, I found too, you know, that like Tosha Silver talks a lot about that kind of the inner, that kind of inner child, right. That can come yes. up when it's, and I talk about, you know, I talk about this with my clients all the time, just, you know, that's our training as psychologists is looking at that inner child, but I really like how t- Tosha actually talks about that work. Yeah. And so, you know, that when your inner child is, um, you know, at the steering wheel in these kinds of situations, that's when it can get even messier. Right. And even, um, uh, I, well, anyway, just to say, I found myself, I didn't realize it, but really feeling like that younger part of me was back at the wheel in terms of really, I noticed myself just wanting to, wanting to please, wanting to clean up, wanting to, oh, 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 please like me, please don't be mad at me. Please don't Mm -hmm. think this bad thing about me. Please, 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 which goes Mm -hmm. all the way back in my family system. Right. But in the moment of it, when things are brewing and feel like that kind of tornado feeling, it's hard to realize like, oh, whoa, (sighs) like this is the inner wounded 
child at the wheel right now who so badly is seeking approval and wants to be accepted and wanted and loved and will do just about anything to get that. Right. Yeah. And so it, it felt like it took me a minute to, um, to sort of come to and see like, Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. We don't need to be hustling so hard for worth and approval. Right. Yeah. And so it, it also just felt like this, this really divine exercise in being able to see that a little bit more clearly for myself as well. Like, okay, there's still, you know, a little bit more of this, this healing to do. I can see when this comes up for me. I think it would be really easy too to just be like, uh, you know what? All of these people just suck and I am never <laughs> going back to that state again. Right. And if, and you know, your friends will rally around you and be like, yeah, you know, don't go yeah. back. It's terrible. Right. Right. But I'm always at this point in my life with all of the spiritual and personal work that I've done. It's like, I'm, I just get into this place of deep curiosity, curiosity you know, yeah. and I have friends that will just say, you know, because I'll say like, I want to know that like, there's something I'm supposed to be learning here. There's something I'm supposed to be seeing. It's not just that all of these pieces went this way and that I can't gain something from this. Right. So what is here for me? And of yeah. course I had a friend just say to me, you know what? Sometimes things just suck. And I'm like, okay, yeah. absolutely. That's right? true. I'm, I'm also just kind of looking to to understand and learn and grow from it. So I think, you know, for me, I'm just in this deep moment of um, reflection about all of it. And, you know, I even found that um, something else that feels like a little bit of a, a gift from this is, you know, with, you know, seeing, okay, I, I am worthy. I am worthy of love and you know, acceptance, no matter what other people are saying. Right. And mm -hmm. working through all of these kinds of things coming at me. And then I got, you know, a text message from a family member that was really unkind. And I had had, uh, and by really unkind, I mean, nasty. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, you know, instead of think, like sort of, sh um, shirking back and getting small, I had kind of had my fill of, people coming at me. <laughs> so it was the first time that I rose up and felt strong enough to respond back with a boundary and to say, huh. it's, it's no longer okay for you to speak to me like this. And I'm not going to be responding anymore. And I thought, wow, that's new. And that would not have come without this experience. And maybe that is exactly what needed to happen there too. So it's just, there's lots of little thing, little pieces that I'm still kind of trying to put together you know yeah and sometimes it does take being on the other side of something that's painful to actually make the meaning from it um, yes and that see what the soul growth that was possible because of it but I mean it seems like you were in it and you were still able to see that um and what was it I think this is an Ann Ortley quote um uh -huh. and I'm gonna I, I'm just paraphrasing here but it's something like if you're hysterical, it's probably historical, like yes. something and not saying you were hysterical, but I think for you to the, the, for you to have the awareness in the moment that when you were feeling the inner child being, um, triggered or, mm -hmm. um, the, like an old pattern coming up for mm -hmm. you to have the awareness to go, Oh, wait a minute, let me step back, not let that part of me take the wheel. And I sometimes find there's an exercise that Martha Beck teaches, um, 
um, that we we don't have to go into fully here, but basically you, you put out the palm of your hand and you envision like a little two inch version of yourself. And there are various, Mm um, parts of our psyche that we envision as these little two inch versions of ourselves. But if you can put out your hand and actually look at the little inner child version of you, whatever age that is four or seven or two or, and, and see that and, and watch, have so much compassion for that version of you um, who feels hurt and wounded and the need to please or defend. Um, And then ask yourself, you know, who is the part of you that's watching this? Like right. you are the, the, the soul self watcher of all of this. Um, and I sometimes find that helpful when I'm in the moment with, with these, when I'm getting swept up in something to be able mm-hmm. to step back into that position of the soul self watcher and have great compassion for the little human parts of ourselves, the inner child, the inner critic, yeah. the inner dictator, the inner wild child, and mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I love that you are able to take from it, even a gift in the midst of it. And, and gosh, if that is the takeaway, like an up-leveling of being able to draw a boundary with a nasty family member. <laughs> wow. That's a gift. So be it right. It's just kind of like one of those times where it's like, I, I want to look for, I don't, I want to look for the gifts, right. It's yeah. like, and I feel like that is a, that is a choice, right. To be like, okay, I could just, I could just say, okay, all of this, you know, all of this sucks or whatever. Um, but I want, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to see the gifts in that. And, and yeah, I really like the, that question of who is it, who's the one that's watching. One of the questions Mm -hmm. I ask too, is like, who is the one, who is the one right now that, that it needs that approval? Who is the one right now that's feeling so, so hurt, right? That was something that Mm -hmm. I kind of asked myself, throughout, even if I wasn't sure of the answer quite yet, because I think the answers come, but, um, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really beautiful question. Yeah. Well, so here we are, you're back here. In we are. Um, and we did not cry once on this show when we were texting, <laughs> you know what? we were like, well, I'm going to just cry the whole hour and look at us. Yes, I know. And Chase actually said he was going to text Benny and say, Benny, have the song cry me a river queued up. So I'll just say a reminder um, that that um, Sunny in Seattle will be back live again on um, whatever the first Friday of September is. We'll reconvene for first Friday in September. Till then, we're going to do three weeks of rebroadcasts as Alessandra and I both take a little bit of a step mm. back in August. And Benny has a break, too. So we'll all be yes. taking a little bit of August off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, I am one of your hosts on first Friday, Sunny Joy McMillan joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And thank you, Benny, for running the board in Seattle. Thank you, Jeff and Petaluma. And um, I guess that's about it. Anything else from you, Alessandra? No, I'm just grateful to be able to connect with you and uh, happy that you're sharing your adventures with us. And yeah, just just love ya. you and Benny. I love you all too. And um, yeah, love to all the listeners out there and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.